like I said, good morning, Ray. How are you? Good morning. Good, good. How are you? I'm doing very well. So we're going to jump into it. But Ray, could you give me a brief uh, summary of your background? So are you from the Lebanon area? Um, what keeps you in this area, et cetera? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, currently, yes, I am from the Lebanon area. Um, uh, originally from New York. Uh, we were looking to uh, relocate, so we just went on vacation one day and we traveled through Lebanon and we fell in love with this place, you know, and since then we moved out here. So we've been we've been here since then. Okay, could you give me a brief background of some of your professional experiences? Sure. Um, I work for the post office. Um, and this is when I when I moved out of here, I finished my career here in Lebanon, but uh, we've also gone to Bible school um, and we've gotten our credentials uh, for pastoral as well. Um, and that's what we're currently doing too, in addition for me, you know, working here at Jubilee. Okay, awesome. Um, and when did you start working for Jubilee? Uh, I started back in 212 of 20. Okay, okay. Uh, right after right. the, uh, right before the pandemic. Okay. All right. How was that? Was it, did it feel like an odd, um, I guess, segue into work coming right in the middle of the pandemic then? Um, yeah, like a segue to, I'm sorry, can you repeat that again? Yeah, absolutely. So I, you kind of, you said you started working right at the beginning of the pandemic. How was that as the pandemic really started getting on? Did it stop uh, a lot of your work? Uh, yesterday it was very challenging because we were not able to um interact <clears throat> with the inmates you know so a lot of the programs were pretty much on hold uh, so yeah, it was difficult okay gotcha and what um so i guess refocusing back on jubilee what brought you or i guess what called you into the mill uh the ministry sorry of jubilee yeah yeah well um the the fact that the compassion and love you know, that this ministry has, you know, for those who have been affected by incarceration and, you know, the commitment uh, to bring about a life change um, in their lives and, be, you know, help them to get reintroduced back into society. Mm -hmm. Do you know how long um, Jubilee has been doing this outreach within Lebanon? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I believe since the 70s i should know that but <laughs> okay 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 and have you exclusive so when you came on in 2020 have you always been working specifically with the correctional facility uh no when the pandemic hit then we were able to work in other areas uh of jubilee um in the stores you know and also in the aftercare program okay okay and if you might don't mind me asking do you have a specific title with jubilee a chaplain Okay, you're a chaplain with Jubilee. Awesome. Yes. Um, and then, um, so what are the types of demographics that you primarily work with? Are you exclusively working with men or do you have, are women, do you have kind of a co-op? How does that work? No, exclusively with men. Okay. Does Jubilee have a uh, female program as yes. well? Yes, okay. yes, they do. Okay. How many uh, prison chaplains are there? Well, the, here in Lebanon, we have four. We have a manager. And then we have the other uh, three chaplains, me included. Okay. Is Jubilee the first ministry organization you've worked with, or did you work for other ministries in the past? No, this is the first, in this setting, this is the first ministry that I've worked for. It's okay. 
Okay. And are do you are you a native Spanish speaker? Uh yes. How does has that affected your work? Have you found that that has really allowed you to connect with people on a deeper level? How has that been? Yes, it's very valuable, actually, um, not only in connecting in a deeper level to those who only speak Spanish inmates, mm-hmm. um, but also as they participate in the uh, the different classes, um, I translate some of the materials so they could go ahead and be able, for example, like step uh, the 12 step program. Okay. Uh, there's Spanish speaking people that come in and I'm able to translate the material and, you know, go over it with them. And, and also with my coworkers, of course, be able to, you know, translate. Yeah, absolutely. Could you describe the ministry? What type of work do you specifically do within the prison or that correctional facility? Right. We, well, we do um, one-on-one, uh, one-on-one um, uh, counseling Um we also have Bible studies, which I just came from that, just given, finished giving the Bible studies. Um, and we also have uh, services on Saturday, Spanish services as well. Um, so we facil- you know, facilitate that you know, for them um, to, to help them grow in their spiritual walk. Okay. And what about uh, prison ministry kind of called out to you? Um, I, I, I guess it's, it's always been in my heart to... Well, my life belongs to the Lord, so I, I, I'm a servant. So it's always to help others, you know, others to find their identity in Christ, who they are in Christ. Um, and the fact that there's an opportunity here for them to receive the gospel, you know, which brings life change and to be able to come back into the community and be a viable citizen back in the community. Okay. And how many, so with your ministry that you're doing in the correctional facility, how many incarcerated persons are you working with? Do you have, do you kind of work with anyone who is in the correctional facility or do they break up like specific groupings that you focus on? How does that work? Right. The specific group that I have, of course, is the Spanish group. Okay. Um, so yeah, in, in the Bible classes, sometimes we have between seven and eight um, and the services also around that, t- you know, the same numbers, you know, seven and eight that will attend. Okay. Um, and each, there's two groups, there's a total of three. So we have from six to seven and then from seven to eight as far as the Spanish services. And then during the week, we have the Bible classes. Okay, okay. And uh, I guess what was uh, a shock coming into it? Did you feel when you came into the position and started working with the people in the correctional facility, um, was it how you expected it to be or was there kind of a shock in terms of transition coming into the correctional facility? Um, I guess it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different because of the nature of it. Um, you know, first it's a little intimidating because, you know, it, again, because of the culture, you know, that's there. Um, but once we started sharing the word with them and um, having the classes and the services, you know, it's, it's, they, they responded well. Okay. And have you found that throughout the progression of time? So I'm assuming people aren't in the correctional facility for too long. Do you have a number of people who have been there for a while or is it a lot of kind of in and out? Well, they, in the County, you're there for one year and then until your case is brought up and then you go into the state. So yes, we do have uh, there is, I guess you could say, 
I don't want to use the word uh, revolving door because I don't want him to come yeah, back. Of, of you know, but yes, there there is a flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we we concentrate on on bringing the gospel, sharing the gospel for life change. However long they may be there, you know, the, the way we see it is that we have a seed that's being planted in their hearts as they move on. Okay, absolutely. And so with your work, do you specifically do the Bible classes or is there, a, is it a group thing that's always happening or do you also have one-on-one work? We have both. Yeah. Yes. I do prepare the Bible studies for the week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. Um, and, you know, the different groups come different blocks. We know we'll come up for that. And what was the other question? I'm sorry. The last one. Um, so the one-on-one, how does the one-on-one? Oh, that, that. That comes through their request. Mm-hmm. Like if they want to talk about an issue, they have an issue, they have, you know, things they have in their hearts or in their minds, um, you know, they could come up and they'll be with us and, you know, see with us in the chapel, mm-hmm. you know, and we pray with them, you know, and we share the word with them as well. Okay. Um, and I'm going to ask this, and if there isn't a specific instance, that's fine, but has there been a specific instance where, um kind of i guess a real a good testimony example of where you've really been able to identify with or connect with someone specifically oh most definitely i mean not only individually but as a group as well um because what we're seeing now as a result of the bible classes you know and the uh, services on saturdays um the men seem to have to be genuine and their hearts are open to the degree that they are holding bible studies in their cell, in okay. their blocks. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, they're holding Bible studies and they share they share the word with one another. Um, and that's that that has been a blessing, you know, of course, all the glory to God, you know, but that has been a blessing for them to be able to, right after they come out of the class, they could they're initiating mm-hmm. their own little Bible study and prayer. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's a highlight is that God was telling them, I says, you know, when you're down there. You pray for your fellow inmate and even pray for the uh, correction officers. And we just had, a, I just had a testimony right before I came here that one inmate did ask uh, one of the COs uh, mm-hmm. if they wanted prayer. And it led to that correctional officer asking questions about, well, what, you know, who's the pastor that comes on that Saturday? Cause I would like to go to his church. So yeah, there's just positive things that are coming out and, you know, it's really a blessing to know that they're doing this. Absolutely. Know, yeah, absolutely. Have you found, so I'm sure there are some people who I guess have been with you for a while, even though it's not a very long period of time. Have you found that, I guess, people's personal demeanors change as they're in the Bible studies? Do you see like, can you, from one week to the next, do you really see that growth? Um, and it's, it's a slow process. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, right away um but they keep coming back so that's that's a good assurance you know the fact that they keep coming back and you do see it yes you do see the demeanor you know changing um as a matter of fact there's another testimony that there was another inmate that he had a situation with fellow inmates in the block and they were kind of berating him sure and as as he was going towards that other inmate to confront him uh, one of the things that he was berated for was, just, you know, they said, they made the comment, oh, you think you're a bigger Christian or a better Christian than everybody else. But he was on his way there to confront, obviously, probably get into a fight. 
But he told me that the moment that he heard the word Christian, his whole anger just subsided. Mm -hmm. And then instead he turned around and went back to his area and started praying for them. Mm-hmm. And then after he after he prayed for them, it still went up for about a week or two that they were still at odds. And the one guy that started the whole thing, uh, he was mopping, I guess. And then said that when he came towards him, he approached him and said, hey, listen, you know, I apologize if I offended you. You know, I'm sorry. Even though he didn't do anything, he still apologized to that inmate. Then that inmate in return said, you know what? I'm sorry. I apologize for what I did to you. It was wrong. And then... You know, a week later, all the other inmates, you know, that were in that group, mm-hmm. they all started saying, hey, are you okay? You know, do you need anything? So there was a reconciliation that came about as that action that he took, that instead of him going out there and getting offended and getting into a fight, he turned around and prayed, and he won those guys over. Yeah. Um, do you think that this these programs that you have, have you found that they really help? the inmates kind of humanize themselves so kind of see the better like the good within themselves well yeah mo- most definitely um again we bring them to the feet of jesus we bring him to god mm-hmm. you know we bring him to i always use this analogy you know with them uh the toaster mm-hmm. and i always tell them you know the person that created that toaster you know what was the purpose for it Mm-hmm. You know, then I tell them what either you put two slices of bread in there, you plug it, and then you push the little lever, and it's working the way that it was created for, intended. Okay. So then I tell them, so it is, and then I tell them, what, what happens if I take that toaster, put the bread, plug it in, but then I throw it into a sink full of water? Mm-hmm. Will it work the way that it was designed to work? And of course, they'll say no. Then I tell them, so is your life. Mm-hmm. You know, if we don't live out our life in the purpose that God created us for, then it's like throwing a toaster plugged in in a sink full of water, which is catastrophe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So obviously the work that you've done, like your experience with it, it seems like you've really seen the impact that you've been able to have on these people. This Jubilee, uh, it's kind of a two-part question. So does Jubilee have a specific, like, objective in mind that they're hoping to help these people with obviously bringing them to christ is a big thing um but do they have a specific objective that they're trying to help these people kind of reintegrate into society or to help them i guess have uh, develop better habits once they get out of jail so that's the first question just jubilee have that specific objective that they're trying to help inmates with and personally, um, do you have a specific objective that you're trying to really focus on as you're um, doing these Bible studies and working with people? Yeah, well, my objective is the same as Jubilee, okay. uh, which is, you know, that we exist to serve those affected by incarceration, um, by being ambassadors of life change, you know, through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, and we do have uh, a men and women aftercare program. Mm-hmm. Uh, that once they are um, they're in probation, but they're released, you know, to us, it's a five phase, um, nine to twelve months of support, um, and it's accountability in every aspect of life, and the whole gospel for the whole man. So yeah, most definitely, Jubilee's very invested into um, being able to to bring these men and women back into you know a place where they could be you know reintegrated back into the uh, the society. 
Okay. And that actually really segues into my next question really well. Does Jubilee have a system where they're constantly working with these people afterwards? So you had mentioned the aftercare, um, but what is, I guess, Jubilee's model? So obviously you're working in the prison eventually, or the correctional facility. Eventually people will come out. How is Jubilee stepping with alongside of them throughout the process after that? Um, well, again, again, providing, um, the, the aftercare program where they would teach them life skills um, and even basic things that's budgeting, um, paying their fines, um, taking responsibility, mm -hmm. um, you know, working, giving them a job. Um, so it's, again, it's reintroducing them back into society and taking responsibility for life. And uh, most importantly, importantly rather, um, is for them to have a relationship with Christ um, and be ambassadors, you know, okay. of the kingdom of God. Is that aftercare program, is it a weekly thing? Does it happen every night? How does that actually work? Oh, that's every day. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. In other words, they live there in the, in the facility. We have okay. a house where they come in and they, yeah. Okay. And can any, so could any formerly incarcerated person come and enroll in this program or are these specifically people that you've previously worked with in the, uh, the correctional facility? Well, specifically people that come out of uh, the correctional facilities during probation and they have to have a, a home plan. Okay, so you provide that home plan for these people and in that it's kind of your step, you're with quite literally with them throughout the entire process. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. You know, they have, uh, during the morning they have devotionals, then after devotionals they go to work. Um, then during the day, there's different um, programs and classes that we'll attend. Mm -hmm. uh, celebrate Recovery is one of them. Um, and again, um, teaching budgeting. So, you know, different classes, you know, so the whole day, yeah, it's it's full with, you know, programming that would help them. Okay. So while obviously Christianity is at the very root of everything you do, it seems fairly evident that you're trying to help people both in their spiritual and day-to-day -day personal lives. Is that yes. correct? Yes, yes, that's correct. Um, and even though we are uh, a, a Christian-based um, facility, um, anyone could come, anyone is welcome, mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, we at least let them know that this is who we are. Of course. Let them know coming in. Of course. Um, well, honestly, you've answered the majority of my questions. Um, I'm going to ask uh, this last final one, and I might have an extra question after you answer this, but what would you say is the biggest takeaway you'd like people to gain or understand about the work that you and Jubilee are doing? Sure. That is that the men and women um, that we serve will be ambassadors for Jesus in the prison, in their homes, in churches and communities. Um, leading others to Christ and making the kingdom of God visible to the whole world to show that it is possible to change. Mm -hmm. And are you, now that you've been in the position for about two, three two years, years now, um, are you, how do you feel kind of moving forward? At this point, do you feel kind of invigorated and motivated moving forward based on the work that you've been able to accomplish thus far? Oh, most definitely. Yes, yes. I mean, each day I go in there with hope. Um, that all things are possible in God, that these people's life could change, you know, that they could, they could turn around, they don't have to, they could leave that lifestyle and really begin again to live the true purpose and destiny for which God has created them for. 
Awesome. Well, Ray, it's been really great having the opportunity to speak to you. I'm going to ask, is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up here? Um, well, again, uh, keep us in prayer. Mm -hmm. um, again, you know, we, we're here to serve. Um, and, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's a blessing and an honor to even be in this ministry, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to be able to bring about life change um, into people's life that they have gone arrays. You know, so to see them back, coming back, you know, and being able to, again, to live a life the way God created them for, it's, 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 it's a blessing. It's beyond what I could imagine and ask. Absolutely. And one last thing, if someone, how can people reach Jubilee? How can people contact the ministry? Well, we, we are uh, jubilee.org mm -hmm. on the website. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ray. I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, I hope that the ministry continues on strongly and you guys are able to really impact people's lives. Thank you so much, Asher.